Hello, and welcome to Power That Matters. I'm your host, Tom Banks. Our mission is to maximize communication with our customers, specifiers, distributors, and partners, sharing the latest news, trends, and insights into the world of emergency power management. Toward this end, each week we'll dive deep into emergency power technology and its application across an incredibly wide spectrum of needs and environments. Zachariah, welcome to Power That Matters. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Zachariah, thank you for taking time with me. To begin with, tell me a little bit about your history and experience as an electrical engineer. I have a master's in electrical engineering and I'm a registered since 1978. You've been doing this for quite some time. Yes. Yeah, I opened my office in 1978. Congratulations. Are you ever going to retire? Uh, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, so that's why the question is. <laughs> I'm sure you've worked long and hard and done your fair share, it sounds like. Yeah. Can you share with me a little bit about the focus of Zacharias Vorgius Engineering, such as your specific specialty? In the previous years, uh, the, the office was larger. We had people that would do just about everything uh, except, uh, let's say, hospital work and avoiding supermarkets. Okay. I'm kind of uh, semi-retired and working at a much smaller uh, scale, primarily. Uh, residential projects like apartment buildings, condos, and things like this. You mostly stay regional in your scope of your work, or do you do national projects? Right now, it's strictly regional. Okay. One of the questions we always are asked is, what drew you to this specific technology segment? You could have been an engineer designing computers. You could have been an engineer designing anything you wanted to. We're only working for uh, the electrical design for the building electrical systems. But you chose this unique specialty. Yeah, that's 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 what I wanted to do from the beginning. Okay. Does a single project stand out in your memory that you take great pride in? Oh, quite a few of them. Um, I don't want to name any. Too many that they, they really stand out. Uh, we did some very big ones, you know, big residential projects, uh, high-rise buildings. Well, in DSPM's world, we certainly reside in a very tiny segment of whatever project you're working on. Probably in the basement somewhere is one of our inverters invisible to most people. When you're looking at satisfying the power needs of one of your projects, what are you looking for in devices? Before inverters, uh, I would use because it is a very good system and most preferable than uh, built-in batteries inside the lighting system that we wanted to use, but, you know, people don't want to pay that kind of money. However, in the last uh, maybe a year or two, uh, I have started using it because um, when we had the need to um, provide emergency power for an elevator, we had a choice, and the preference most of the time was to use a generator. But it became an issue for location and fueling it. Most of the buildings didn't have 
enough room to locate the generator inside the building and then provide all the necessary exhausts and uh, the fueling and so on and so forth. So they will, were trying to put it on the roof. You know, when you go seven, eight story high to try to put a generator on the roof and then try to fuel it is not an easy thing. So uh, slowly I start getting to the inverter being the source and your uh, company provided me with the ability to do that because uh, uh, I can uh, provide emergency power through a inverter system that doesn't need any specific special uh, treatment as far as location and so on and so forth. So it becomes very appealing despite the more expensive a little bit aspect of it. So that's how we started using the inverters, and uh, slowly I think that uh, uh, you know others have copied me that way. Well, it does make sense when you said generators were less expensive, but then when you factor in all the infrastructure, the area, and the exhaustion of fumes and fueling, the numbers change. If it is inside the building, as I said, it has uh, other issues to be dealt with, you know, with... Uh, uh, exhausting to the roof and so on and so forth. If you put it on the roof, then you have an issue of fueling it and the noise that create, you know, in the environment of, of, of the building. I used it recently, and within a few months, I have used three or four of them already. Interesting. Very interesting. And then Mo was very instrumental. He helped me out. Really, it was not known in the industry that inverters can be effectively working with, with uh, you know, like a, an elevator. Mo is very excited and enthusiastic about that aspect of our business, and he is excited about your adoption of our inverter technology as an emergency power solution for elevators. That's the, the main reason that we use it. You know, I mean, if the elevator doesn't need uh, to, to be operable because of the way the structure of the building is, that the fire department doesn't need to have to have the elevator to be used during a, you know a, a fire issue, then uh, the inverter becomes uh, let's call it luxury item because okay. uh, the cost of it is much more than if you use any other form of emergency for just the lighting. Many ask if Buy America compliance is a big deal. I assure you, Buy America compliance is a very big deal. If your projects are federally funded, or you're just plain patriotic. Unfortunately, people are often confused by the very similar names of the three acts directing patriotic consumerism and stimulate the U.S. economy. They are the Buy America Act, the Buy American Act, or simply Buy American. First, the Buy America Act imposes restrictions specific to federal funds administered by the Department of Transportation under the Surface Transportation Assistance Act passed in 1982. The Buy America Act simply requires mass transit projects to use steel, iron, and manufactured products that are produced in the United States. Separate and distinct from the Buy America Act is the easily confused Buy American Act passed by Congress in 1933 during the Great Depression and signed into law by President Hoover, also created to stimulate the decimated American economy. This act mandates 
that the United States government and federally funded projects give preference to American-made products over foreign vendors. Simple as that. Finally, to complicate matters, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, often referred to as ARRA, the Obama Stimulus Plan, are just simply, by American, mandates that final products purchased for the ARRA-funded public buildings and works projects must prove that 100% of the product's components are made in the United States. Certainly all three Buy America dot 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 programs sound similar and lead to confusion. But in fact their differences, albeit subtle, are uniquely specific. Patriotism aside, you can rest assured DSPM is fully Buy America Act, Buy American Act, and Buy American compliant, ensuring your project's requirements are met, whether in transportation, federal or commercial building, or a local public school. So what does it take to comply with federal mandates? First, the emergency lighting inverter must be manufactured in the United States. And second, most if not all of the product's components must also be manufactured in the U.S. So, if only 49% of a manufacturer's parts cost is domestic, the device is likely not Buy America or Buy American compliant. The good news is DSPM is fully compliant. Over half of our components' costs are domestic, and 100% of DSPM's inverters are built right here in the good old USA, ensuring DSPM is Buy American and Buy America compliant, relieving you of just another burden, distraction, or concern. Before we continue, if you ever need help with any of your projects, you can reach DSPM toll-free at 877-377-6769. Rest assured our team is professional and understands our technology as well as your needs. Most importantly, DSPM is always at the ready and here to help. Let's return to our conversation with today's guest. Welcome back. I'm Tom Banks, your host of Power That Matters. With me today is Zacharias Borgias, a prominent engineer serving the Southern California community for over 30 years. Okay, Zach, you and your peers are targets for every manufacturer desiring to reach specifiers, engineers, architects to have their products included in the project specifications. Zach, how do you do your research in order to make good decisions? The company that represents uh, your uh, your product uh, is uh, CLS, uh, California Light and Sales. And Scott Cook is a representative that uh, uh, calls from my office and along all the other issues, all the other information that he furnishes for me for lighting and photometrics and so on and so forth. One thing that he kept on providing me information for was the inverters of the company that was your company that he represents. So when uh, the first idea that uh, it crossed my mind, Santa Monica, that is because it's uh, one of those uh, funded by the state, and they need to have the uh, entire zero energy per se. Everything has to go through solar. The issue was where do you put a generator? The, the whole roof is a solar panel. So the only way we could do it is, you know, after discussion, you know, we came with the idea and start talking to to more about it, and then he uh, helped me out to select an inverter and uh, specify it 
that can do the job by using it as a source for emergency for the elevator and the power and absolutely minimize the uh, the space requirement. And at that point, was the body was not even an issue because there was no choice. But now it becomes more and more attractive even to normal developers because they don't want to have to deal with the noise, space, location of a generator. Not to mention the carbon footprint. From my point, uh, uh, when we talk about, you know, the design of a building and the issue comes that uh, I need power for, uh, because that is determined by the fire department through the architects, uh, emergency power for the elevator, uh, I put it the, on, on the table, uh, both options, the inverter is uh, the cost only. So people might be willing to pay 10, 15, 20% more to avoid the issues of location, spacing, uh, noise, and so on and so forth. Now, of course, let's not minimize the benefit of the generator. The generator can run for a period of time and not uh, be, you know, like an hour and a half. A lot of times the power failure is not only for fire, it's for, you know, the, you know it's a wind outside and the, the, the power lines go down. But So that means that people have to leave their, their building because, they, you know, there is no power in the building. And the generator can keep that. You know, we use the generators, for instance, uh, uh, for that particular reason, uh, you know, uh, buildings that there are uh, for specific reasons like student housing and so on and so forth. So there are benefits of both. Absolutely. What are your expectations for the industry for the next decade or so? I, I think it will be okay. Once the, the word goes out, I don't know how you can advertise it per se other than the, the people that they represent in your company to, to bring it more and more to the forefront with the other engineering firms and practice because contractors uh, or salesmen, you know, things like this, you know, warehouses don't promote anything. The engineer who designs is the one who should be approached primarily and present uh, like Scott did to me and, uh, you know, he cut me in touch with Mo to convince me that I can, uh, you know, satisfy my needs by using the inverter. We like Scott a lot. Uh, and I'm sure he's promoting with other engineers. We certainly hope so. Yeah. Zach, there's a trend going on in America today with respect to the cost of education. Everyone is seeing that education is so expensive there is this movement to look at non-professional schools. Would you recommend engineering path for kids today? Yeah, of course. Look around you. Everything is engineering. I wholly agree. Other than human rights and medicine, there is nothing else. True, very true. We live in a, in a world that engineering, all forms of it, are prevalent. Zach, if you had a magic wand, what piece of technology or innovation would you like to see created? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, things are moving uh, according to, what do you call it, progress, step by step. There are very few things that uh, bring out of nothing. That's for sure. I agree. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners? No, I think it was pretty productive, very nice conversation. And uh, I'd like to thank you, and uh, I'd like to thank both. And uh, we'll keep the, the good relationship. And anytime I have a, a, an issue, uh, I have your phone number. I don't know if I should call you, Scott, or Wall. You can call me anytime. We're all here to help, Zach. Sounds good yeah. to me. 
Have a great day, Zach, and thank you for joining me on DSPM's Power That Matters. Thank you. Well, that brings today's episode of Power That Matters to a close. Certainly, none of this is possible without your participation. Next week, join us here at Power That Matters as we continue to discuss emergency power with experts from around the country. If you have any questions you want answered or topics you'd like discussed, please email them to me at tbanks at dspmanufacturing.com. Also, if you need help with any projects, simply call DSPM toll-free at 877-377-6769. Our team understands our technology, your needs, and is here to help. Again, thank you for making all we do possible. From all of us at DSPM to you, our partners in ensuring the lights are on when they matter most in an emergency. Be well and never forget, DSPM is here with power that matters.